PressBox Insider with Josh Davis and Big Mike K, presented by Gold to Money. PressBox Insider, get in the box. Welcome back, everybody. Press Box Insider. All right. Final segment of the week. Again, we're off tomorrow due to the holiday. We're off Friday. I'll keep my comments on that to myself. Due to turkey hangovers and my birthday. <laughs> I wasn't going to go on there that it was your birthday. Oh, I'm nothing to hide. So you can tell the listeners how old you are? Yeah, I'll be 20. Well. He has to count it up. Yeah, not, then I always forget. I'll be 28. I could have told you that. In fact, I did. No, so I got it in there before. He, he did. It. I wanted to say 29 and I wait, wait. No. I'm shorting myself. 28 years young. Yes, sir. All right. I was going to, I was going to, cool. But yes, we're off because it is his birthday. That's what we will go with. I want to thank everyone for listening. We do appreciate. All right. So for some reason, the UFC has decided to do yet another meaningless card. As if the two that they did last Saturday, that's right, two. Yep. Wasn't enough. They're going to go ahead and give us yet another one. UFC Fight Night 101. The friends and family card. This is one of those that you can count that's how many people. dumb. That there are going to be, you say, okay, each one of these fighters, how many sponsors do they have? Let's just say they have six sponsors. Somebody from their sponsors are watching. Say they all have, say, four grandparents, a couple parents, whatever. You can multiply this out real quick and know what the ratings are going to be because it's a friends and family card during rivalry week in uh, college football, long holiday week of everything else. This isn't, it's a good card to have in Australia because they don't care about what week it is here. But again, it is a friends and family card. We're going to be talking about this card because, again, friends and family. We cover the sports, so we have a lot of friends. And there's a Colorado tie. Our good friend, Chris Camozzi, is on this card. Older brother of Brian Camozzi, who's sat numerous times where Mike is right now. He's fighting Daniel Kelly, a guy you know a little bit about. I do. In uh, my amateur, well, everything in judo is amateur because I wasn't making $100,000 a year to call myself a pro. But in international competition, I fought Daniel Kelly three times growing up. And growing up, he's an older man than I am, obviously. So he was a grown man, and I was a punk teenager, early 20s, and don't have a winning record, but I did beat him once, one and two against him. He's he's a strong man. He's a beast. Everyone in the UFC is a strong man. He's I, a beast. And if Chris doesn't have his head on straight, and if Chris hasn't been training well, he's he's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah. But. This and is, and this, the home field advantage. Yes. But this is Chris we're talking about. Training at Factory X with our boy, Mark Montoya, who, again, we were talking about earlier with our other 
buddy Desmond Green. Yep. You know Mark has Chris prepared. He's yeah, ready. He's ready for this fight. And just the cage experience and this this moment's not going to be too big for him by any means. This is another fight for Chris. This is a huge step for Daniel. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this card because it doesn't warrant it, really. But there are two fights I want to ask you about. Chris versus Daniel. Who you got? Until Daniel Kelly can prove it against a guy like Chris Camozzi, I've got to pick Chris Camozzi. You know, I have to go with Chris on experience. 24 and 11 versus 10 and 1. I do love Daniel. He's, he's a beast, plus he's got the home field advantage. But experience goes a long way. And... This is, I believe, Chris's third time fighting in Australia. He's no he's he's no stranger to it. Every time the UFC has a card in Australia, he is trying to get that that trip to Australia. He loves it down there. Well, and we always talk about travel and what that does on the body, especially for guys if you're making any kind of weight cut or just keeping good training habits and whatever. He's done this before. He's not one of these Americans that is going to Australia for the first ever, first time ever. He knows what he's eating, all that kind of stuff. He's got his whole schedule down. He's done it before. It's not, we think this will work. It's, hey, we've done this twice. We know this works. Yep. All right. Main event. A fight I am looking forward to. Robert Whitaker. Derek Brunson. The gatekeeper kind of fight. This is one of those... Winner of this fight moves up to get the, you know, the shot before the shot kind of thing. The winner of this fight will be in the quote-unquote mix. Exactly. Who you got? You know, Whitaker's fun to watch. Really, really good boxing. Derek Brunson is one of the most underrated fighters in that division, though, at 185. He, like multiple other people we've talked about, has power. He's throwing cinder blocks. And he's just fun to watch. Again, he's underrated, not talked about near enough. He's got a huge reach advantage. I think that's negated by quite a bit by Whitaker's boxing skills, personally. But I'm going to take Brunson in this one. You know, in my mind, Brunson has more ways to win this fight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, He certainly can knock Robert Whitaker out. He has that kind of power. He can win this fight in the clinch. If the fight goes to the ground, I certainly like Derek Brunson. With that being said, Robert Whitaker just finds a way to win. He wins fights that he shouldn't win. He wins fights that people don't give him a chance to win. And this, you know, this level of competition is what he has asked for. Uh, I like Robert in this fight. I think Robert's going to find a way to, again, use his English-style boxing and land some jabs, land the lead uh, uppercut. I think I don't know if he gets to finish, but I certainly think he, he can win a decision here. Do you think Whitaker's able to frustrate Brunson with how consistent he is? He Absolutely. doesn't get rattled. He doesn't, over a three-round match, five-round, whatever, he's not going to go away from the game plan. He's going to try to control the distance. He's going to box. He only, and, and he's aggressive. He's not a Floyd Mayweather boxer. He, he comes out and throws. No, he's an English boxer, you know, hands down low, hands in the wrong place. Can he wrestle? He can English wrestle. Does he have submissions? Yes, but he has one style, one game plan, and that is to outbox you, outstrike you, yeah. and then whatever goes from there. If you shoot for a 
a takedown, then yeah, I might gu guillotine you, whatever the case may be, but it all starts because I'm hitting you with punches that you're not prepared for. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to pick Brunson more because I think the power will win out. And, and Brunson's he, the more dynamic fighter. Yeah. But it's going to be a fun fight. I think this is going to... There's a reason it's the main event. It's going to be a fun fight. It's two top 10 fighters. It, it's going to be very interesting, in my opinion. Well, and I'm going with Whitaker because, first off, I like him. He's a good dude. And I can't... We can't agree on everything. We have to... Exactly. So... Somebody's got to be able to say we won the bet on Monday. Absolutely. So, with that being said, there is some other MMA news out there that is kind of important. Uh, Mark Hunt hires his attorney to sue the UFC and Brock Lesnar over Brock Lesnar's steroid use. Do you blame him? No. Is it taking it too far? I don't know, is it? I don't think so. I think this is absolutely what should happen because someone has to hold the accountability factor. You know, I have said numerous times on this show, if you get popped for a PED, performance-enhancing drug, or a masking agent of a performance-enhancing drug, that you should have to give up 50% of your purse to the fighter mm -hmm. in addition to whatever the fine is that the commission gives you all of that kind, kind of stuff. Because... In essence, you could kill somebody. Especially when your guy Brock Lesnar size. Now, if, God love him, Jose Shorty Torres, gets, we get told that he's moving up to 135, and he gets caught with HGH or something else, and it's like, you know, what the physical power that he's going to bring will be much more, but it's not life-threatening. Well, see, I don't know, because again, look at the guys he's fighting. Again, he's fighting smaller guys with smaller heads, smaller craniums, that kind of stuff. What can that smaller size absorb? And when he's hitting, essentially, we'll say at the power of a 185-pounder now because he is hopped up on point. HGH. And I don't know that there's any accuracy to that because while my education is, again, behavioral science, it's not and physical science of let's dissect the brain and see what's actually happened i don't know but in my mind i would think because all right you're what 250 right now a little more but yeah okay all right your head is quite a bit bigger than mine oh yeah okay we filled, both filled get concrete we both get hit with let's say a wood baseball bat the damage done to my cranium is going to be far more than what is done to yours. No, you would think so. Absolutely. I would think. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, it depends on... Again, a heavyweight's brain or skull forms to be stronger because it takes stronger blows. Yes. If you do move up a weight class and you're just throwing much more power than anyone's used to, see Connor. He's got a strong left hand. Multiple weight classes can't handle it. We've seen this. Yep. Now, if the heat comes out and pops for PEDs, that's a big deal because oh, the power is the issue there. Absolutely. But it is game-changing. And someone like Lesnar, as big as he is, being hopped up on roids, I mean, yeah, you could kill somebody. Think, Go back to UFC 100 and the beating that he put on Frank Mir. Yeah. Do you really think that Frank's brain wasn't scrambled a little the, bit from who, that? Who was never the same. Exactly. Now, let's say Lesnar was on roids. 
Absolutely. What, let's say. Come on. <laughs> we know he was, but he didn't <laughs> test positive. But again, let's say he tests positive and yeah. then you have that out there and yeah, that damage you could say was caused because he used an illegal substance. That's like hitting me with a two by four or a baseball bat. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I this is game changing to me. This I, I'm it's gonna for me. I'm not going to take my eye off this because I do want to see where this goes. Because if he does win this suit, good. And regardless of the money factor and everything else, the accountability has to be there for a guy like Brock who came in for one a one-off fight, called in at the last minute, and they said, hey, we got to fill this card and sell some pay-per-views. It's for those guys that really need to be held accountable for the risk that they're putting on a guy like Mark Hunt, who's going to continue doing this afterwards. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Flexi, happy Thanksgiving. Mike. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Listeners, Brandon in the Bay Area, everybody else, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your day. We'll be back on Monday. Peace. Press Box Insider. My High Sports Radio. Get in the box.